I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 79 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Hey friend, let me tell you, one of the things I love most about this podcast is being able to connect you with other educators who can support and encourage you on your teacher journey. Now, I know I share tons of helpful tips and tricks, but there are so many other teachers out there with amazing podcasts that have things that I know are gonna benefit and help you. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast that I know you are going to love. I recently connected with Stephanie Polovchek over on Instagram, and she's the host of Teacher Time Podcast. And if you do not already listen to this podcast on a weekly basis, you're gonna wanna add it to your weekly lineup. Because Stephanie is a teacher productivity coach, and she is an expert on all things related to teacher planning, time management, and productivity. And I don't know about you, but when I was in the classroom, I felt like I never had enough time. I feel like I didn't have enough time to teach. I feel like I didn't have enough time to plan. And I definitely felt like I did not have enough time to actually enjoy life outside of school. It just always felt busy. Well, Stephanie cannot give you extra hours in the day, but she can help you develop systems and strategies that will help you use the hours you do have in a more meaningful way. And today she is sharing two super simple, and I mean, they seriously are super simple routines that she swears every elementary teacher needs to have. And after talking with her, I wish that I would have had the chance to go back and add these routines into my instructional day when I was teaching, because I really do think that they would have made a huge difference. So I hope you enjoy our interview today and be sure you go subscribe and follow the Teacher Time podcast so you can hear Stephanie share all of her great productivity tips on a weekly basis. All right, let's jump into the interview. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no-fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So Stephanie and I have connected over on Instagram and she is a fellow podcaster as well. And 
as soon as I found out what her niche was, I knew that I needed to have her on my podcast as a guest. And so you guys are in for a real treat today. But Stephanie, could you go ahead and give just a brief introduction of who you are, what you do that way, in case my audience doesn't know you yet, they can meet you. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, my name is Stephanie. I am a full-time kindergarten teacher. I'm a mom to an almost three-year-old. I'm the owner of Teaching Little Leaders, and I'm a productivity coach for lower elementary teachers where I help them. Primarily, I help teachers in like kindergarten through second grade to get planned, prepped, and organized within the time that they have so that they can enjoy their free time guilt-free. I really do believe that you can be an effective teacher without sacrificing your entire weekend. And I'm just on a mission to spread that message to as many teachers as possible. I love that. And I know there are definitely teachers in my audience who are like, uh, help me. How do, how do I have more time like for the weekends and everything? And so, of course, we're going to jump into all of that. But you are also the host of the Teacher Time podcast. And of course, I'm always curious, what made you decide to get into podcasting? Yeah. So I think I was just looking for a new and different way to connect with my audience to share tips with them on the go. Because as you know, teachers are incredibly busy. And so it felt like podcasting would be a great way to reach busy teachers who are commuting to and from work and just on the go constantly. And so it's been a fun way to share tips and tricks with them that they can access from anywhere. I love it. And of course, we will link to your podcast in our show notes because I know my listeners love discovering new podcasts that are filled with practical tips. So you are a productivity coach for elementary teachers. And so I am kind of curious, like, how did you get into productivity and time management? Have you always been really good with this part of teaching? Is this something you discovered? Just kind of share a little bit about that journey for you. Yeah. So no, it wasn't something that I was (laughs) always really good at. I feel like in the past, there's really been this like glorification of teachers working all the time and just this idea that we don't have enough time to get what we need to get done and that it's challenging to manage it all. So I definitely experienced that myself as well. When I was particularly a first year teacher, I just remember so many planning periods where I would sit with my head in my hands, just wondering where to start feeling defeated because I felt like there was just absolutely no way to get everything that I needed to get done done in the time that I had or the lack thereof. And I know so many teachers can relate to that. And I ended up basically just like Googling what else can teachers do in my second year of teaching, even though I knew in my heart that like, that was what I wanted to be doing. I wanted to be in the classroom. I just was so overwhelmed and it was only my second year. So long story short, my husband and I moved to be closer to family. And when we made that move, I knew that going how I was like constantly lesson planning over the weekend and prepping things the day of was not sustainable. And so I really had to think about what kinds of shifts that I needed to make in not only my practices, like not only how I was lesson planning and how I was prepping materials, but also kind of in like my mindset and my beliefs. So I kind of started on that journey for myself and As I was doing that, I was also creating resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And I just saw this like ongoing conversation happening of teachers who were super stressed out. And meanwhile, I was over here and I had figured out a way to get planned and prepped for the following week, week after week. And I was like, I have to do something about this. Like, I want to put out a course where I can help teachers really 
use the strategies that I'm using, right? And do it successfully. And so that kind of led to the podcast and my membership and all sorts of things and just really being so passionate about helping teachers manage their time more effectively. I, first of all, love that you have just like taken your passion and used that kind of like as inspiration to want to help other teachers. But also I love hearing that story because I feel like it gives teachers hope. And I was that teacher. My first couple of years, it was like I worked all weekend and late at nights and it definitely felt unsustainable. And I know there are so many teachers who love teaching, but hate the sort of like burnout feeling. And so I'm grateful that this is kind of like your mission and your passion and that you've also kind of like figured out some hacks and tricks along the way that you're willing to share with other teachers. So when we were kind of brainstorming topics for this episode, you threw out a ton of different ideas and I was like, these are all really, really great. But you threw out one that really piqued my interest because you said that there are two simple routines that every teacher has to have. And so of course I'm like racking my brain and I'm like, okay, I wonder what these two routines are. And then I'm like, and are they really simple? And so before you jump in and share exactly what those routines are, can you briefly explain just a little bit what you mean by a routine? I feel like that's a word that we hear a lot in elementary, both student routines, teacher routines, like personal care routines. And just to make sure we're kind of like on the same page with all of that, kind of break down what is a routine. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to get clear on what a routine is and what it isn't and what I mean by that, right? Because there can be so many different kinds of routines that we're talking about. So I think sometimes when we hear the routine word routine, we might think to ourselves like, oh no, I, I have to like come up with some elaborate plan and follow it every single day to a T. But that's actually not the case. So what I'm talking about when I talk about a routine is like a sequence of actions that you follow regularly. And it's kind of carried out as part of a procedure, but we'll get into like a little bit about how these routines don't have to be super strict and they can really be based off of like your feelings and and your needs. So it's really just like a sequence of actions that you follow regularly and they sort of allow you to decrease your mental decision fatigue and increase like a habit, more of like a habit forming routine. Okay. I like those. And I also like the whole, like, it doesn't need to be like complex because I feel like I love routine. And I also love trying to find ways to like be more productive, maximize my time, like whatever. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I'll see something and I'm like, I don't have time to do that. I can't do all of these steps. This person is giving me like this huge long checklist. And I'm like, that doesn't work with my life. So I love knowing that these are flexible. So, okay, go ahead. What are the two simple routines that every teacher has to have? Okay. So the two routines that every teacher has to have are a workday startup and a end of workday routine. So what I mean by that is like what you do at the very beginning of your workday when you sit down and get started, and then what you do before you leave work for the day. So I want to talk about why these are important though, before I talk to you about what specifically they could be. So many people have probably heard of just your general morning routine or an evening routine. So these are the steps that are followed to start and end your day, right? So a start of the workday routine and end of the workday routine are the same thing. Can I ask real quick a clarifying question? Are these like routines before students arrive or like when students arrive? Yes. I'm so glad you said this. No. So like before students arrive, ideally, and then after students leave. So your time when you sit down and this is going to help you like get into work mode and then on the contrary, get out of work mode. So kind of like how to shut down your teacher brain before you leave so that when you leave work, 
you're not still thinking about all the things that you have to do. So basically like, what are the first things you do when you enter your classroom before students are there? And then what are the last things that you do before you leave? I love that. And I'm excited to hear about this because I mean, confession, I was in the classroom for, I don't even remember anymore. It was a long time. (laughs) It was a long time, but I never had a consistent, like I got to work early and I stayed late and I feel like I never did. I never had everything done. And I feel like I was also never consistent. And I feel like in a lot of cases I would get to work and I would just feel overwhelmed by everything on my to-do list. And it was almost like I would just sit in my classroom in a state of overwhelm. Like I have so much to do, but I didn't know like what to do first, you know, it's like, Oh, let me go start this. And Oh shoot, I forgot these copies. And so I have to run up to the, you know, I just felt so like scattered. And so I'm so excited to hear more about these routines. And I wish that I had them when I was in the classroom, but I'm glad that my audience will now at least know how to structure their before work routine and their end of work routine. So hopefully they don't have to live in the same like sort of chaotic overwhelm that my entire teaching career was. (laughs) And that is exactly what these combat. So when you get to work, like you don't want to be beginning your work day in this crazy state of overwhelm. You want to kind of like enter peacefully. And we're going to get into that too, because like that just goes along with the feelings that you want to have. So, okay. Basically the reason why this is so important is because it's going to create like a habit for you, right? So every habit has a cue, even if we don't realize it. And so then when you perform these routines regularly, it becomes more of a habit and a cue to your brain that the workday is starting or that the workday is ending. For example, your cue for the start of the workday routine would be like just sitting down in your teacher space in your classroom, right? And then the cue for ending it would be, you know, when you return to your classroom after students leave, that's like your mental cue. Okay, I'm going to start my end of the workday routine now. So it's important to kind of set like, what's that cue going to be for yourself that tells you, okay, I'm starting my start of workday routine and I'm starting my end of the workday routine. So you kind of get into the habit to start that routine when that cue happens. Is that like one of those things that teachers should like intentionally identify whether it's like, okay, I'm going to play this song and that's my cue, or it's like, I'm going to like close the door behind me. And that's my cue to like get started with this routine. Or is that something that teachers should just wait and see like what, what the cue is? Like, is that a planned thing or sort of just like, let it happen? I feel like you should kind of plan it just a little bit, but don't like overthink it. Like you just said, you know, oh, I'm going to turn on this music when I first get to school every day. And like, okay, I'm going to shut my door after I dismiss my student <laughs> and lock it and don't let anyone in. <laughs> yeah. But put a curtain down or something, yeah. block out those distractions. So your startup workday routine, like whatever that cue is, let's say that it's just that you sit down at your teacher space, right? When you first walk in, you take a sip of your coffee, you sit back down. So that startup workday routine is really going to allow you to eliminate the decision of what to do, like we talked about, when you first sit down in your workspace, while also getting you in the zone to start work, right? Because I don't know about you, but like, it takes me a minute to warm up and get in work mode. Absolutely. And then the end of the workday routine is just going to help you close out your day. So signaling to your brain that the workday is over and it's time to shut that part of your brain off. It's time to leave work at work, which I know so many teachers struggle with. I'm no longer in the classroom and I work full-time from home in my business, but I still even have a hard time turning my work brain off. And it kind of just like follows me, but for sure when I was in the classroom and when I worked as an assistant principal, it's just like, you know, work has always been this, I don't want to say best friend, but kind of like sometimes best friend, worst enemy that follows me around everywhere. Frenemy. Yeah, exactly. It's been this like friend of me. And I'm like, 
I can't create that separation. And so even just like hearing the whole, like we can train our brain to be like, okay, work is over. Like that part of the brain can like stay at school and I can go home and like think about other things. And so just even, even the idea of it is making me excited for teachers and even for myself to try to like hopefully implement something with what I'm currently doing. All right. Keep going with like, what do we need to do with these routines here? How to get them started? Okay. So I want to actually talk about thinking about your feelings, the feelings that you want to have before you decide what you're going to do for your start of work day routine. So this is really important. The actions that you choose need to have a very specific purpose or it's going to make following through with your routine really difficult. So for example, like with a morning routine, right? You likely don't want to feel hectic and rushed. You probably want something a little more like slow, but also like that allows you to get like one or two things done before your students come in, right? So you want to be getting some things done that you're not going to be able to do once students are there. So what we really want to think about when we create our workday startup and our end of workday routine is what feeling do I want to have when I start my workday? What feeling do I want to have when I end my workday? And then what actions can I take to evoke those feelings? So I'm going to run through a couple of like examples. Absolutely. Uh, This is like backwards planning for like our emotions and time. I love it. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I've tried to set a morning routine before and like, I've tried to like way overcomplicate it. And I really just had to step back and say like, okay, what I really just want to be doing is like sipping my coffee and quiet. And like, if that's my morning routine before I leave for work, that's a good morning routine for at home. So then it's kind of the same thing when you get to work. So an idea for like your start of a workday routine, like you probably want to feel calm and prepared. And so for that reason, your start of the workday routine could be something like, okay, when you sit down, you're first going to check and respond to emails first thing. And then maybe you're going to look at your to-do list and decide like, what are the top three things that you want to get done for the day? And then maybe you need to just kind of like set up. So maybe that's like making sure your tabs are open in place, right? Maybe that's turning on your smart board or Promethean board, whatever in your classroom and just pulling anything up there, putting out any morning work, things like that. So you just kind of like want everything physically in place. And that's, that could literally be it. Like it's, so it's, you're just easing into the workday, getting everything in place that you need. Well, and I, I'm going back to that. You just said a few minutes ago, how it's like, pick the one or two things that you can get done like before students arrived. And I'm just like, from again, my whole teaching career, my morning to-do list would have like 15 things on it. And I think one of the problems with teachers is we feel this sort of like, we're constantly feeling crunched for time, right? There's never enough time. And so I feel like when we get any amount of time, we try to fill it up with like, you know, okay, I'm going to get to work early and I'm going to do these 20 things, but there's never enough time to do the 20 things. And so rather than like, just picking one or two to get done and feeling good about those one or two, we start the day already feeling like we're behind and I failed because I didn't get my to-do list done. So I think just even like almost like tempering our expectations, it's like, no, the goal for me to get to work early and start my day is not to get everything done, but to have one or two things to just like prepare my classroom. So I'm just like that, that right there alone. I'm like, that's such a good reminder. Exactly. Yeah. And just kind of like relieving yourself of that pressure to try to get it all done during that short span of time, really like, how do you want to start your day? You want to feel calm. You don't want to start your day in a rush. And so what can you do? What are the one to two things that you can do to get yourself to that place? Because then ultimately you're going to be a better teacher for your students too. 
So those are some just quick examples of a workday startup routine. But again, it just comes back to like, how do you want to feel when you sit down to start your workday and and not overthinking it? So then on the contrary, let's think about how do you want to feel at the end of the workday? So at the end of the workday, you want to feel like you don't have things hanging over your head, right? Like you want to be able to not have any kind of lingering thoughts or small tasks that you didn't get done that like when you go home, you're like, oh my gosh, like, let me just pull out my laptop and do that really quick. Or like, I just need to check my email. Like those little things that distract you and keep you in work mode, even after you leave work, that can have like a big long-term effect and really just like affect your, your overwhelm and your stress levels and making teaching sustainable. So a couple of ideas for your end of workday routine would be just some things that are going to help you close out the day. So one thing might be like making sure that student work is checked in the finished work pile, right? And just kind of going through that really quickly, checking and responding to emails from the day. And then also side note there, like, so if you're setting times to check your email, like checking it at the beginning of the day and checking it at the end of the day, deciding that ahead of time is going to be like huge because you're going to know when you leave work, like, I don't need to check my email because I'm going to check it the first thing that I do when I get to work tomorrow. And then throughout the day, you're going to know, I don't need to check my email right now because I'm going to check it at the end of the school day. Because I think those can be like really distracting and pull us away. I was going to say, I think the deciding ahead of time is so important. I try to do that with a lot of things, but then sometimes I also have to be like, it's almost like that temptation is like, okay, I've already decided I'm going to check my email at the end of the day. So I don't need to do it right now. But again, it's almost like retraining ourselves out of these bad habits that we have. And I mean, everybody has bad habits in areas, but I just think like as teachers, again, it's like, we just feel the need to do everything all of the time and it doesn't need to be like that. So it's just like, okay, this is the time I'm checking my email. I don't need to check it any other time, even if I'm feeling like tempted to. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And something that could feel difficult at first, but then once you get in that habit, like we talked about, like you're going to actually feel more comfortable not checking it, you know, when you leave or throughout the school day, because you're going to know like, okay, I have the time to check this and I'm going to do it then. And it's not going to pull me away from either my home life, or it's not going to pull me away from something that's like actually important to get done during my prep time. Another thing I do like to do at the end of the day, I know I mentioned this could be part of your start of the workday routine. You could decide on your daily top three tasks for the day, the day before too, so that you know, going into the next day, what those are going to be. So that's another option as well. But as you can see, like these are really, really simple. And the whole intention behind having these two routines is simply to help you start your day on the right foot and end your day on the right foot. Okay. I I love these. I just, I think this is like you said, it is a super simple way, but I think it's just like the whole starting your day and ending your day with intention, I think can just make such a huge difference. I've got a couple sort of like follow-up questions just based off of some of the things you've shared. And I know that both of these kind of sound like they don't need to take that much time, but like, what if you're a teacher that you're like, I walk in the minute my students walk in and I walk out when my students walk out. So like, if you don't actually have time either at the beginning or at the end of the day, do you have any suggestions for those teachers? Or is there like some things that they can do just to still provide like the starting their day and ending their day with intention, even if they don't have a lot of physical time? Yeah. I mean, and I can totally relate to that, especially since having my daughter, I definitely get to work like with the kids basically. And so I think that really comes down to 
creating a start of the day routine and an end of the day routine that is calm for your classroom as well. So give yourself that five to 10 minutes even at the beginning of the day and give that to your students to have them start the day with something peaceful and quiet, whether that's reading to themselves, drawing, just having quiet time, like whatever that looks like in your classroom, whatever is good for you and your students, give yourself that time and give your students that time too, so that everybody can start their day on a calm note. And then same thing at the end of the day, if you're like just one of those teachers who really need to be coming in with the kids and out with the kids. I think that just means incorporating it a little bit into that day. Well, and I think that's great for students too. I mean, I, not my first year because I was just like survival mode, but definitely my second year and I refined it, but like having that sort of like set and even calm, like the music's on, the kids walk in, nobody needs to talk to me because they know what they're supposed to be doing. You know, so it's just like, I think that's good for the kids too. It gives them sort of like that warm up. Regardless of time, teachers can do this. And then what would you say to teachers if it's like they start a routine and they kind of like are like, I'm going to try these few things, but you know, if after a week or two, they're just like, this isn't, this isn't working for me. Like I've tried it. It isn't working. Like then what do they do? Change it. Right. So go back and think about, think about those things that we talked about before. Like, okay, what about this is like not feeling right to me? Do I feel too rushed? Is it like, I'm not mentally prepared to do, you know, X, Y, and Z like, and change it based on what would feel right. And it might take a little bit of trial and error. And like, there's no one right or wrong start of the workday and end of the workday routine. It's really about you and what's going to help you feel ready to start and end your day. I love that. And I, I feel like mine varied kind of like, I didn't have like a really good productive time, but like one of the things that I sort of eventually allowed myself time to do was when I was teaching fourth grade, I was really close with my teammates. Like we all really liked each other. And like had fun just planning and visiting. But the problem is then that that would take away from like my intentional, like planning time or productivity time. And so it was kind of like at the end of the day, I was like, you know what, we're going to stand in the hallway for 15 minutes and visit. And so I just need to like not put anything on my to-do list during that time, because I'm just going to be frustrated that it's like, wait, I'm supposed to be making copies, but somebody's in my classroom talking with me. But I also want to be like visiting with them because we're like debriefing the day. And so like it took me until my last year of teaching to be like, you know what? I'm just going to allow myself this time to like debrief with my teammates and just talk and visit because it's a good way for me to like unwind and then I'll go make my copies, you know? So I think just even thinking of things like that, where it's like, what are things that could possibly like deter you? And then why don't you just make that part of part of your routine? <laughs> yes. And like, if that feels good, like do it. There's a teammate who every Friday she doesn't work with us anymore. But when she did every Friday, like I would go to her room for Fridays for lunch just to like talk. Right. And we just needed that time. Like it's really just about like giving yourself the freedom to do what's going to make you feel calm and not super stressed out. I love it. Okay. So how has, I want to know specifically for you, because I know you said your first year, like there was a lot of overwhelm. So like, how has these two simple routines, like changed the way you teach and your teaching life in general? Oh my gosh. I feel like since I've really been intentional about having a start of the workday routine and an end of the workday routine, I'm just like happier and more calm. Like I'm starting the day on the right foot for my kids and for myself. So I've got kind of like just a good mindset going into teaching. I'm like more patient, right? (laughs) And then also it helps me be like more present at home too when I leave because I feel confident that I have the time to check my email and that I've carved that time out for myself. 
I know that I will be able to pull up what I need to when I first get to work. And so when I leave work, I I can be present at home. And then when I get to work, I can be present and prepared to be with the kids there too. I love it. Would you mind giving us a peek into what your startup and end of day routines actually look like? Yeah. So, I mean, I, after dropping my daughter off at daycare, I walk into work probably like five (laughs) minutes before the kids. I am someone who would actually love to get to work like 30 minutes early. I'm a morning person. That is like my time, but it's just not possible right now. And that's okay. And so I make do with what I have. I get in, you know, five minutes before the kids and sit down. I take a sip of my coffee, open up my laptop, log in. First thing I always do is check my email because that's also the last thing I do before I leave. So I haven't checked it all night. I check my email. Anything that I know, like, oh, this is going to take a couple minutes to respond to. I don't have time for this right now. I pin it for later so that I don't forget to check it. Otherwise, I end up with like lost emails. That's totally happened before. So I pin it for later. I respond to anything quickly that I can. And then I open up my tabs for the day. So that includes our slides for the day. I open up like our Go Noodle so that that's already there. I'm not trying to find it when the kids are already needing a wiggle break. And I put on some calming music, not just for the kids, for me too. And then I go stand by the door and I I wait for the kids and I greet them. And so just even having that like simple routine just helps you feel. And even it's like, yeah, that is all you really need to like start the day. And you can do that in five minutes. Yep. That's it. And it's just like, I feel calm. I feel ready. I can leave everything there and I know I'll get to whatever I need to get to on my to-do list later. And then for the end of the workday routine, after I get back in my classroom, I usually go right to my computer and I check my email and respond to anything that needs to be responded to. Every once in a while, I'll finish up one thing that maybe I didn't get to during the day that I know like I don't want to carry over into the next day. So whether that's running off a couple of copies or finishing up a couple of slides. And then I will change out our schedule for the next day, like our schedule cards. And that's pretty much it. I love it. Simple. They really are so simple, but even just like hearing this, I love focusing on like the feeling, like what do you want to feel when you start the day? And what do you want to feel when you end the day? And I love like the focus of trying to keep them simple and not overcomplicating them and making them fit in with like your personality and your life and your schedule and all of that. So thank you so much for being willing to come on and share these routines and just your experience with them with my audience. If my audience wants to kind of hear more about productivity and time management, what is the best way for them to find you on the internet? Okay. So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I am on Instagram as at teaching little leaders. I also have lots of information on my website. So blog posts, podcast episodes, you can kind of peruse on there. And that's www.teachinglittleleaders.com. And then of course, the Teacher Time podcast where I record quick tips and hacks for teachers. Awesome. And we will link to all of those in our show notes. And Stephanie also has a free resource that we're going to link to, which is three ways to instantly increase productivity for elementary teachers. So if that is something that you are wanting more information on, definitely check out the link in the show notes. And be sure to follow her and subscribe to her podcast for more productivity tips. And again, Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. This was such a fun conversation to have. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I'm so happy that we could do this. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, 
It would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.